0: isn't it? I'm Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811. I'm ashamed, absolutely ashamed of what took place today. Some prosecutor charged former police officer Kim Potter with manslaughter in the second degree under the Minnesota criminal statutes. I see people on TV and elsewhere saying, see, this proves the system works. She will be held to account. Conservatives saying this. Do you even know, those who say such a thing, what Section 609.205 says about manslaughter in the second degree? Because if they knew what the Minnesota statute said about manslaughter in the second degree, they would know. That this is a mob, a mob that is controlling our judicial system and dragging it through the mud. This is not the George Floyd case. Every case is different. And it's about time somebody unequivocally made a full-throated defense of the police in this country. And I'll be the one. No, we don't need to reimagine law enforcement. That's the same law enforcement that on 9/11 this year, it will have been 20 years that ran into those burning buildings that ran into the Pentagon. the same cops. that so when you dial 911, rush to your assistance. The same cops. And I am sick and damn tired of hearing these politicians telling us we need to reimagine law enforcement with that crap Marxist phrase. We don't need to reimagine law enforcement. We need to reimagine what we're doing with criminals, which is letting them out the back door. I was never for this so-called criminal justice reform. I'll tell you that. The police are under attack, which means we're under attack. Once the blue line's gone, it's your front door. That's it. They want to take away your Second Amendment rights, and they want to destroy the cops. Why? They want to bring down the society. That's why. And I'll be damned if I'm going down without a fight. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to be quiet about this. No, America's not systemically racist. No, the cops are not systemically racist. Keep your damn hands off our cops. That's what I have to say tonight. Now, a little bit of facts. We've learned more facts today. But first, what exactly is manslaughter in the second degree in the great state of Minnesota? Ready? A person who causes the death of another by any of the following means is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for not more than 10 years or to payment of a fine of not more than 20000 or both. And this is the section they're citing. Ready? Number one. By the person's culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another. Now, how the hell does that apply to what we saw? The mens rea or mental state means consciously takes chances of causing the death or great bodily harm to another? person creates an unreasonable risk. Let me remind everybody of the facts here. These police officers stopped this vehicle. A total of three police officers. A rainbow coalition of police officers. A female, a white male, a black male. Because the license had expired. Except they knew a little bit more. Officer Potter knew a little bit more because she called in the license plate. And what did she find out? She found out that Dante Wright wasn't a model citizen. She found out that Dante Wright had an arrest warrant out for him because he didn't appear at a court. Now, why didn't he appear at the court? He didn't appear at the court because he was being charged with aggravated assault and aggravated robbery. And he was in possession of an unregistered gun. Now, you would think that would upset Joe Biden, right? How the hell do you think you're going to enforce your unregistered gun requirements, Mr. President? You think it just happens? Now, these court documents are available for the New York Times and the Washington Post, for the AP and Reuters. They're available for Talib and her ilk. But the media in this country and their political hacks, they lie. They push narratives. That's what they do. There was an outstanding warrant issued by a judge. He'd been arrested. And I'll get into the details later. And so the police officers confront him in his car. One of them begins to cuff him. You saw the video. You saw the video. And when Officer Potter, if you listen carefully early on, says, there's an outstanding warrant. Dante Wright immediately knows that he's going to prison. Immediately. He resists arrest, but more than that, he gets into his car. Now, she knew he had an unregistered weapon, but she didn't know if he he had it with him or not. We still don't know that, but that's beside the point. The fact is, she had to worry about it. And he's getting in the car... For what reason they don't know, and maybe to leave. And she says, and you heard her. I'm going to taser. I'm going to tase you. Taser, taser, her, taser. Her. But she pulls the revolver and shoots him with one bullet. What does this have to do with George Floyd, Al Sharpton? Absolutely nothing. You race baiter. You jerk. Nothing. Now, this woman is charged, culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk. She didn't create an unreasonable risk. She was doing her job when she approached the vehicle and warned him. And consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another. No, she didn't. She was going to follow the practice of using the taser. She pulled the wrong weapon. Oh, how did she pull the wrong weapon? It's on the other hip. It's not the this, it's not that. People who aren't in situations like this, potentially life or death, have no idea what they're talking about. None. They sit on their ass in front of a TV camera or a microphone and they pontificate about things they don't know and narratives they want to promote. There is no way this woman should have been charged with manslaughter in the second degree. No, that's not evidence of the system working. That's evidence of the system succumbing to the mob. To the mob. Now, who exactly is this guy? Dante Wright. Of course he didn't deserve to die that day. Of course it was a horrible event. But who created this situation? The officer? Who created this situation? When you drive with an expired license, you're going to get stopped by the cops. Otherwise, everybody will drive around with an expired license. Do you drive around with an expired license? Don't you expect to be stopped by a cop? But it's worse than that. Much worse. I'll explain when I return. I'll be right back.
2: Much love in.
0: I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show, and my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Let's reimagine. Let's reimagine. No, let's not. Let's not reimagine. Who is Dante Wright? He was 20 years old. The New York Post, as the Blaze reports, published court records today showing that Wright and another man, Emma J. Driver, were charged with first-degree attempted robbery in December 2019 for allegedly trying to steal $820 from a woman. The documents from the Hennepin County claim Wright and Driver were at the victim's apartment and all three were leaving when Wright, quote, turned around and blocked the door preventing the victim from leaving, unquote. This is official documents. Wright then pulled a gun, pointed it at the woman, demanding she hand over the cash he saw her roommate give her for rent. Are you serious, the victim asked, according to the probable cause statement? Dante Wright then allegedly replied, Give me the effing money. I know you have it. Wright then allegedly choked the woman, that is the victim, twice during a struggle and threatened to shoot her as he unsuccessfully tried to pull the cash from her bra where she had placed the money for safekeeping. According to the Daily Mail, Wright's bail was originally set at $100,000 and a bail bondsman paid $40,000 ...for his release. Quote, but his bail was revoked in July last year due to his failure to not possess a firearm or ammunition. In other words, he was not allowed to possess any firearm ammunition, but he did anyway. And he didn't keep in touch with his probation officer court papers show. As the Daily Mail wrote, notice it's not CNN or MSNBC, not the New York Times, not the Washington Post... No, none of the American big-time left-wing newspapers or media outlets gave a crap about this guy. But they'll make up stories about DeSantis. Now, Dante Wright was due to face trial on a charge of attempted aggravated robbery, the Daily Mail reported, with a possible maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. And the New York Post reported, that the case was still pending when Wright was pulled over by Brooklyn Center police officers on Sunday, where he resisted arrest and was shot by Officer Kim Potter. Fox News reported that Wright's mother, Katie Wright, said her son called her, as he was supposedly getting pulled over, for having air fresheners hanging in his rearview mirror, an offense in Minnesota. That's not why he was pulled over. It had nothing to do with air fresheners. All he did was have air fresheners in the car. And they told him to get out of the car, Kaye Wright said, his mother, adding that before the call ended, she heard someone say, Dante, don't run. Now his car was stopped because he had expired plate tags, and then they realized when they called it in, he had an outstanding warrant. So Dante Wright was an extremely dangerous young man. Extremely dangerous. And reckless. Now the circumstances that presented themselves on Sunday were due to acts by Dante Wright. I'm not talking about the use of the gun versus the taser. I'm talking about everything that led up to that was because of Dante Wright. Because of its expired license tag, Because of his prior criminality, because of his failure to show up in court, because of his failure not to possess firearms or ammunition, because he originally had an unregistered pistol, his failure to comply with police orders, resisting arrest, and then unfortunately the tragic accident. Yes, tragic accident. Before all these facts came out, Barack Obama took to Twitter because Barack Obama hasn't been banned by Twitter. Can you imagine if Barack Obama was banned by Twitter? Silicon Valley would uh, burn to the ground. It's all right, ban Trump, ban a thousand other people, but not Barack. And so. Barack Obama, 10.33 a.m., April 13th, which would be yesterday morning, before all the facts were known, issued a statement, an extremely provocative and racist statement. He said, our hearts are heavy over yet another shooting of a black man. Dante Wright, at the hands of police. The fact that this could happen even as the city of Minneapolis is going through the trial of Derek Chauvin. And reliving the heart-wrenching murder of George Floyd indicates not just how important it is to conduct a full and transparent investigation, but also just how badly we need to re-image policing and public safety in this country. This is a grotesque piece of racist propaganda. This had nothing to do with Dante Wright, the black man. This had nothing to do... ...with Derek Chauvin in the case of George Floyd. This has nothing to do with reimagining the police. He calls for a full and transparent investigation... ...but he issues a statement like this. I'm starting to think Barack Obama's enjoying all the riotous activity he's watching... ...from Martha's Vineyard. Or from his estate in Washington, D.C. Or from some billionaire's yacht off the coast of Florida starting to think he likes all this Marxist mayhem that's taking place. What do you think? I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Primus to you, for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit LevinForHillsdale.com That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N For Hillsdale.com
1: Mark Levin, The Thunder on the Right Call in now 877-381-3811
0: Senator Ted Cruz, how are you, sir?
3: Mark, I'm doing terrific. How are you tonight?
0: I'm annoyed, to be perfectly honest with you, since you asked.
3: Um, <laughs>
0: and there's a lot to be annoyed about, quite frankly. Um, uh, there is. You were on the border. We have absolute anarchy on the border. president proposes a budget that flatlines the, uh, the uh, border law enforcement, ICE, and the Border Patrol. He will not reverse course on policies, even though he's kind of dancing around some efforts. The inhumanity of this, the lack of compassion, uh, Biden seems utterly unfocused on this. What do you make of this?
3: Well, I think it's an absolute disaster. Um, And I've been to the border many, many times. Uh, It is by far the worst I've ever seen it. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, as you know, I, I brought together a group of 19 senators uh, who all went down to the border in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas to see it firsthand. And, and what we saw was horrific. We went and, and joined the Border Patrol agents, uh, the agents in their midnight patrol. We saw just caravans of people hiking north from the Rio Grande River, uh, little kids walking on their own, young moms carrying infants, nursing the kids, just, just a sea of humanity. is is this giant tent city that they have built to accommodate this massive surge. Its capacity is 1,000 people. With COVID restrictions, its capacity is 250 people. When we were there, they had over 4,200 people crammed into cages, not six feet away from each other, not three feet away from each other, not even three inches away from each other. Side by side, children, little boys, little girls lying on the ground, There are no beds, there are no cots, there are no mats, lying on the ground, wrapped in reflective emergency blankets. The rate of COVID positivity is over 10 percent in that facility, and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And this is a man-made crisis. Joe Biden, through a series of political decisions, caused this, and he's desperately trying to cover it up and ignore it.
0: Is there some benefit in there for him? I certainly think there is. Otherwise, why would he do this?
3: Well, I think it's a combination of two things. One, he has made promises to the radical left-wing groups on immigration. And today's Democratic Party is a, is a strange amalgamation of special interest and radical groups. And And essentially the way they operate, they've made the decision to give the crazies whatever the issue area is. So on immigration, it is the crazy left-wing on immigration laws, on LGBT issues. It is the crazy left-wing transgender advocates. It's it, it's this disparate collection of radicals. The radicals have demanded of Joe Biden that he promised not to enforce the immigration laws and not to deport anybody, and, and and he's made those promises. That's what caused this crisis. He returned to catch and release. He pulled out of the Remain in Mexico policy. That created the crisis, and, and his hands are tied— now effectively, because he's promised not to do the steps it would take to fix this. I think, secondly, uh, that the broader Democratic Party supports open borders today because they view every single illegal immigrant who comes in as a future Democratic voter. That's why they support universal amnesty, because they want to take 12 billion or 15 million or 20 million illegal immigrants, make them all voters immediately because they believe the overwhelming majority of them will vote for Democrats, and Biden and, and Kamala Harris are willing to tolerate the crime and the sexual abuse and the drug drugs that are coming o- over the border, all as a price for future political power.
0: We only have a certain amount of time, so I want to move around, Senator. Let's look at the Middle East. You have been a uh, unequivocal supporter of the state of Israel, one of the great leaders, as a matter of fact, in the country, in the U.S. Senate on this subject. The Democrat Party, not so much, even led by Chuck Schumer, who's considered a pro-Israel Democrat. And yet, Chuck Schumer, while voting against the Iran deal, I happen to know, as a matter of fact, behind the scenes was supporting it at Obama's direction. Biden has appointed radical after radical in his national security and foreign policy team, uh, he has, he's now funding or wants to fund the Palestinians, despite the fact that they've used American dollars to kill people. Uh, we have the Abraham Accords that were breaking out in the Middle East. And now Biden also wants to, uh, through the back door, uh, provide uh, enormous sums of money to the Iranian regime and open negotiations with them, despite the fact that they want to build ICBMs and put nuclear warheads on them and aim them at our cities. What do you make of this foreign policy?
3: Well, I think they they consistently want to alienate and abandon our friends, and they consistently want to kiss up to and appease our enemies. Uh, The Trump administration was the most pro-Israel administration that, that you or I have ever seen in our lifetimes. The Obama administration before that was the most anti-Israel administration that you and I have ever seen in our lifetimes. And, and I think Joe Biden wants to give Barack Obama a run for the money. You, you, you look at the radicals from the Obama administration, that's who they put in charge of their foreign policy. As you know, in December of 2016, after the presidential election, the Obama administration orchestrated U.N. Resolution 2334, which is built on a pile of lies. It declares much of modern-day Israel to be illegitimate and illegally occupied territory. It declares the Jewish quarter in Jerusalem to be illegitimate, illegally occupied territory. It declares the Wailing Wall to be illegally occupied territory. And it was the Obama-Biden administration that orchestrated that. Samantha Power, the U.N. ambassador, has been nominated to be the head of USAID, Not only that, Wendy Sherman, who led the Obama negotiation on the disastrous Iran nuclear deal, has been nominated to be the deputy secretary of state under Biden. And I I think the next four years we're going to see them sending money to the enemies of Israel and the enemies of America. You mentioned the Palestinian Authority. The Biden administration quietly has sent hundreds of millions of dollars to the Palestinian Authority which is in a unity government with Hamas and is paying millions of dollars to the families of terrorists who murder Americans and murder Israelis in violation of the Taylor Force Act, which, which which I helped pass, that prohibited U.S. taxpayer dollars from going to support terrorism against America. In just a couple of months, the Biden administration has turned its back on federal law and is sending money that is going to the terrorists, targeting Americans, targeting Israelis
0: the Biden administration is uh has gone rogue in many respects Ted it's gone rogue with respect to um the civil rights act and uh and girls sports in our uh, high schools and so forth and colleges it has gone rogue with this critical race theory and so-called uh equity uh it, it's making unilateral decisions out of the uh, Oval Office yep. he thinks he's franklin roosevelt he wants to be bigger than franklin roosevelt Uh, We have, in my way of thinking, I'd be interested in your input here. We have two things going on at the same time. As the audience knows, I've explained this from my perspective. Number one, in the Oval Office, we have an autocrat. That's the way he thinks. Uh, So we have somebody who wants to rule with centralized power, even though he doesn't have a majority in the Senate. The Constitution gives the vice president the vote. I got it. And in the House, they have the slimmest majority in 100 years, but they want to ram through everything humanly possible. They didn't run on these things. And then in Congress, we have the opposite. We have basically the mobocracy, which is they will violate the Budget Reconciliation Act. They will try to destroy the filibuster. They will, they will try and change and nationalize our election laws and so forth and so on. So we have these two forms of tyranny Tyranny that at the same time, and what fuses them together is the Democrat Party. That is, we're supposed to have checks and balances where the Congress, jealousy jealously protects its authority, and the presidency, same thing. But they're working together because they have the same aims. Does that make sense?
3: It it does. I I, I think you're right in that. And, and, And I think today's Democrat Party bears very little resemblance to the Democratic Party we've seen historically in this country. Today's party is about one thing. It is about power. It is about maximizing and preserving political power. That's Joe Biden's number one priority. That's Chuck Schumer's number one priority. That's Nancy Pelosi's number one priority. That means a couple of things. Number one, they have made the decision that the way they stay in power is they let the crazy radicals drive every issue area. So, for example, you know, you talked about the destruction of girls' sports and women's sports. That's because on issues of LGBT, the most extreme transgender activists are the ones who set the agenda. Same is true on immigration. Same is true... On just about every other policy issue, it is the radical activists who they are deferring to. In the Senate, the people whose agenda is being implemented are Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and and AOC in the House. Joe Biden's made the decision, give the angry left what they want, and he stays in power. Secondly, the Democrats justify this by the ends justify the means. They have convinced themselves Donald Trump broke the Democratic Party. They've convinced themselves— All Republicans are evil, bigoted, racists. Therefore, everything is justified in fighting the Nazis, and they believe anyone who disagrees with them is a Nazi. And a final element of this is there is a party unity and discipline in the Senate. It's a 50-50 Senate. One Democrat could stop any of this crazy garbage they're passing, and not a single Democrat has the, the spinal fortitude to do so because they're collectivists, they're statists. They follow orders, Schumer snaps his fingers, and they, they, they uh, fall in line.
0: That's very, very well put. Um, well, we've run out of time. We could spend a lot of time with you, Senator, and we want to appreciate everything you're doing. Keep up the fight because the people out here are very upset about what's happening to their country, millions and millions of us, and we're not going to give up. We're going to fight back, and we need uh, leaders like you. So thank you very much.
3: Well, I'm going to fight at every step, but let me just, just give your listeners a, a brief word of encouragement. The worse they get, the crazier they get, the more likely it is that the pendulum swings back to sanity. I believe 2022 is going to be a very good election. I believe 2024 is going to be a very good election because they're listening to the radicals, and most of the American people don't want crazy radical ideas, including just, a final point just today. We had a confirmation hearing on their nominee to be the head of civil rights of the Department of Justice. She is a radical who has organized conferences celebrating cop killers and has repeatedly advocated abolishing the police. This is one of their senior officials at the Department of Justice. These are the radicals. That's going to result in the country coming back in the direction of Sanders.
0: And tell me, will will there be a single Democrat to vote against her?
3: Not a one. Every one of them. And by the way, at her hearing, she demonstrated this willingness to lie. So I cross examined her and she said, I don't advocate abolishing the police. I never advocated abolishing the police. She wrote an op ed last year, not 10 years ago, last year, saying the Black Lives Matter movement has produced a unifying call to abolish the police. The title of her article is Abolish the Police. She has three different paragraphs saying, "We need to cut funding to the police." And she sat there under oath and says, "I've never advocated cutting funding to the police it, 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 it's It is Orwellian their willingness to just lie, and not a Democrat cares. They will all fall in party line, despite the fact that she had celebrated cop killers as political prisoners. it It, it is truly radical. And I asked her, two of the cop killers she celebrated, one killed a Philadelphia police officer, one killed a New Jersey state trooper. My final question is, what would you say to a Philadelphia police officer watching this hearing today, or a New Jersey state trooper watching this hearing today, that you lionized and celebrated a cop killer who killed one of their colleagues? And and, and she had no answer to that. And and no Democrat, as far as I can tell, seems to care.
0: Her name is Clark she has said so many horrific things and believes in so many horrific things, and her current position is with a radical left-wing organization. And I just hope we don't get a handful of Republicans peeling off like we did the other day for Wendy Sherman. We'll see. Ted Cruz, I want to thank you, my friend. Take care of yourself. Thank you. God bless. You too. And we'll be right back.
2: Much love in.
0: I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's levin, L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. You notice Barack Obama doesn't go into the inner cities of America and say, we have another killing here. A young black man killing another young black man because statistically this is a horror, what's going on in our country. He never says anything like that. Why is that? This is a big issue, isn't it? Shelby Steele and I were talking about it on Sunday on my Fox show. You know, this is happening. These slaughters are happening in our cities every single weekend and many nights during the week. And most of the people dying are young black men killed by other young black men. But it's like you're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to raise it. Obama doesn't tweet about it. Michelle Obama doesn't tweet about it. Joe Biden doesn't say a word about it. Kamala Harris says nothing about it. Where is she, by the way? she in the witness protection program or something? I never hear her or see her. Not that I want to. The greatest slaughter that's occurring in this country has nothing to do with police officers. It's everything to do with what's going on in these communities. That's the truth. We don't even hear Al Sharpton talk about it, do we? No, and you won't. One of the things we need to be if we're going to push back here, is to be plain-spoken and accurate about what we're saying. Plain-spoken and accurate about what we're saying. It is uh, frustrating for me to watch some of my friends and colleagues say that the justice system worked because this officer was charged with second-degree misdemeanor. No, that demonstrates the opposite. It doesn't even fit the definition of second-degree misdemeanor. And of course you can see the media whether it's CNN or MSNBC the New York Times even took the language in, the, in that criminal statute language and twisted it. So it's zombie-like readership really won't understand what's taking place. The New York Times I'm convinced since uh, some years after the Holocaust has decided to virtue single, uh, a signal all over the place because of its role in covering up the slaughter of the Jews in Europe which it did while it was happening and so they think they can recover from such a horrendous history such a diabolical and unconscionable history by doing the sorts of things that it does today but instead what they do is they promote lies I'll be right back
1: He's here He's here here.
0: I've talked about God Bless America a few times, this week and last week. And I want to make good on my promise, because we need to remember who we are. People are getting down because of what's happening to the country, the culture, society. People are getting down because when you turn on the TV, it's relentless. We have a government that's governing against us. We have a government that hates our own history. We have a political party in the Democrat Party, which has fundamentally transformed into a radical leftist party that treats us and our fellow Americans as the enemy. And as I've said over and over and over again, and now you can hear others talking about it, that's a Democrat Party that wants power, period. And it's a Democrat Party that wants allegiance over the country. But let us remember who we are. Let us remember who came before us. Let us remember who fought the wars, put their lives on the line, died for this country, and that we need to be resolute in defending it. We cannot allow this band of Marxists, this Democrat Party, these corrupt and low-IQ politicians to take it from us. Not so easily, no. No. So in honor of you, in honor of our ancestors, in honor of the most magnificent country ever established on the face of the earth, here we go.
4: While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us swear allegiance to a land That's free free. Let us all be grateful For for a a land so fair As we raise our voices Voices in a solemn prayer God bless America Beside her and guide her
3: through the night with
4: the light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with foam. God bless America.
0: that is who we are that is who we are we haven't changed we are not systemically anything the racists are in control of our schools our universities and our colleges the racists are in control of professional sports and sports casting the racists are in control of the democrat party and boardrooms throughout this country. You and me, we're a diverse group. We have people who listen to this program from all corners of the world, let alone the country. All races, all religions, all backgrounds, we know. They contact us. We believe in a colorblind society, as did Martin Luther King. They do not. They do not. Our principles are righteous. Our purpose is important. Country, family, faith. They can't divide us one from the other. I look at Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and I ask myself, what have they ever done for this country? Not one of them has fought for this country in our out of uniform. How have they advanced the cause of liberty and comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y? What have they done other than empower themselves and their party? Over a hundred years in Washington, D.C., among the three of them. What have they done to improve the country grow the government I said what have they done to improve the country not the government Black Lives Matter founded by three individuals who've done nothing for black lives they're Marxists they're anarchists their organization joined by Antifa and others have destroyed the towns and the cities that they claim to want to protect. We don't need to reimagine law enforcement. We need to take our streets back. We need to take our public schools back. We need to take our universities and colleges back. We need to have a true and free press. We need to defeat the Democrat Party, which has since its earliest days, been a racist, now a Marxist, divisionist entity, led by individuals who do not love this country, and yet enrich themselves from this country. We don't have to apologize for anything. In this country, over 700,000 people lost their lives fighting a civil war. Over 700,000 people lost their lives fighting a civil war out of 24 and a half million people. Fighting a civil war to end slavery. Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they embrace Marxism. Marxism is all about slavery. It doesn't discriminate. It enslaves people all over the world, and it has. They embrace an ideology that's responsible for the death of 100 million human beings, of all colors and races and backgrounds and faiths. We don't, and we never have. They embrace an ideology that enslaves over a billion people. From China to Cuba to Venezuela and everywhere in between. We don't. That's their ideology. That's their liberation movement. How many more people need to suffer? How many more people need to suffer at the hands of Marxists? They want to take the greatest country in the face of the earth and turn it inside out? What have these Marxists ever done for this country other than take from it? They've done nothing. They don't work hard. They scheme. We work hard. We who believe in this country. We contribute to this country. We pay taxes to subsidize people who need help and many who don't. But who know how to play the system. They don't believe in this country. They showed us that early on. With their disrespect for the American flag, that American flag that's carried into battle. Every damn battle we've ever fought in this country. The national anthem, which is supposed to unite us and inspire us. They don't believe in the national anthem. They want to destroy your liberty. They want to destroy your way of life. They want to destroy your community. Then they have a man in the Oval Office and they have a political party now that agrees with them. They have corporate boardrooms and executives that for a variety of reasons I intend to discuss with you one day not today agree with them. Shockingly enough but it can be explained and I will one day. We have an elite in this country that's not elite in the least. We have an elite in this country that has let you down. We've lost control of our classrooms, even though you and I pay for them. Every damn thing in that classroom we pay for, including the teachers and the professors. Isn't it time to do something about that? Our border is wide open. Not because it helps the country, but because the Democrat Party is scheming for future power. Is there something that should be done about that? And Joe Biden's idea is to flatline ICE and the Border Patrol so they have no more resources. Joe Biden is effectively abolishing ICE and the Border Patrol, that is their responsibilities, without eliminating them. Not so clever, but there he is. And while this is going on within the boundaries of our country, within our borders, Communist China is on the move. It's not a question of this, but when they're going to invade Taiwan. This is a monumental act. Because they got away with devouring Hong Kong. Little Hong Kong. Always pointed to as the freest place on the face of the earth. China lied. It broke its agreement with the United Kingdom, and it didn't give a damn. Minds me of the uh, Third Reich, quite frankly. Then we look in the Middle East. Something happened there that nobody thought would happen. As a result of the decisions of Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Peace broke out one peace agreement after another between Muslim Arabs and Jewish Israelis. One after another. And what does Joe Biden do? He tanks the whole thing. He reaches out to our enemy, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. You see these shows on TV, these commercials of these young American soldiers without limbs? Much of that occurred at the hands of the Iranians. Joe Biden has a fetish for the Iranian regime. So he wants to sell out his own country, the Gulf Arab countries, and Israel to that regime. We're in a heck of a pickle here, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a hell of a situation on our hands. But do not ever let these reprobates, these miscreants, these malcontents, these Marxists put you down. Never, ever. We are red-blooded Americans, all of us, with a thousand different backgrounds, a thousand different colors and shades of colors. All kinds of religious backgrounds and denominations and some not religious at all. But we are red-blooded Americans, and we don't have to take this crap from anybody. I'll be right back.
2: Mud Lovin'.
0: Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code LEVIN podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Jim Crow Joe goes to the National Action Network, which is the scheme that was put together by Sharpton. And I want you to listen to what he says about you, ladies and gentlemen, all of you. Cut one, go.
1: This organization has always been an essential voice, but never more essential than it is today. Upholding and advancing the security and prosperity of health and well-being, dignity and possibilities of all black Americans. It's time. At a time when the pandemic and the economic crisis continue to devastate black
0: communities. How about rioting? Does that devastate black communities? Knucklehead? Go ahead. When the cry how, about, how about school choice when your union doing your dirty work keeps those schools closed in the inner city? What about that, you clown? Does that matter? Go ahead.
1: 400 years in the making is ringing out across our
0: nation. At a time, Justice part- for 100 years in the making is ringing out across our nation if a president of the united states trashing our justice system all you judges out there all of you who have been jurors out there all of you who've who've been attorneys who've practiced in courts is that what's happening in our justice system is that what's happening and here's a man that has spent 50 years his entire career in washington dc if he really believed this what did he do about it nothing these are all lies. These are all intended to hype up people. And this is what Jim Crow Joe has done his entire life. Go ahead. Our country are backsliding into the days of Jim Crow. Oh, parts of our countries are backsliding into the days of Jim Crow. Let me just say this. When the history books are written about this man, it's early yet, he will be condemned as a lowlife, he will be condemned as dividing this country he will be condemned as a vicious racist pander because that's what he is he's a stupid nasty old man he was once a stupid nasty young man that's what he is and he demonstrates it every damn day I'll be right back
1: Straight to Merrow Pass. You have a guide. Mark Levin. Call him now at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
0: You know, folks, it doesn't take guts to do what I do. It takes integrity to do what I do. I can't live with myself if I if I tell a lie, if I mislead you, if I don't follow my conscience. Now to hear hosts say to field reporters in Minnesota, now that Officer Potter has been charged, will that quiet the crowd? Now, what does that mean? What does that mean? Now that we've thrown Officer Potter to the crowd, will it quiet the crowd? Of course, it's not going to quiet the crowd. The crowd is made up and being provoked by Marxists, by Black Lives Matter and Antifa. There's others there too, don't get me wrong, but they are on a mission to exploit every situation, whether it's race or anything else. When you hear Talib speak, when you hear Presley speak, when you hear Baker speak, when you hear AOC speak, you hear the voices of the Marxists, who think and say the same thing. Because that's what they are. That's what they are. And when you hear Joe Biden go to the National Action Network, which is an embarrassment that Democrats do this, given that Sharpton runs the place, it's shocking. Joe Biden never used to speak this way. Now he does, because Joe Biden has decided that this is where it is. This is what's happening. And he wants to be ahead ahead of history. Linda Thomas-Greenfield is Biden's UN ambassador. She represents the United States at the United Nations. Now, whereas Donald Trump said we are not joining the Human Rights Committee, or whatever it's called at the United Nations, given that you have genocidal regimes represented on that committee. Genocidal regimes. They make a mockery the whole process. Biden... Put us back on that committee. And his new ambassador to the UN from the United States, Linda Thomas Greenfield, she thinks that's great because, you know, America was founded, <clears throat> excuse me, in slavery, in tyranny, and in many respects still is, she says. So how can we judge others? Now, this is the, the insanity of the Biden administration, the Democrat Party, and their surrogates. This is the insanity now. You have people in our government that hate our country. Some of you had parents, a father, a brother, a son, who've gone off to war, that didn't come back. You listen to this stuff. You have to wonder. Here in part is what she says at the National Action Network conference today. Cut to go.
5: I grew up in the segregated South. I was bused to a segregated school. On weekends, the Klan burned crosses on lawns in our neighborhood. I shared these stories and others to acknowledge on the international stage that I have personally experienced one of America's greatest imperfections. I've seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles.
0: Oh, no, they didn't. First of all, she makes these points, which are perfectly legitimate, and yet she's a Democrat. Now, this is something I'll never understand. She's a Democrat. Her party did these things. Her party. Her party is the party of the Confederacy. Her party, for 100 years after the Civil War, fought to prevent integration. The man she works for today, Joe Biden, was a racist early in his career. He opposed integration, opposed it, and said the most vile things. I've done it on this radio program. And I've played him. I've read them on my Fox show on Levin TV. You have to be Helen Keller not to see and hear this, or a left-wing ideologue. So why would she work for somebody like Joe Biden? You grew up in the segregated South. You were bust. Joe Biden opposed integration. Joe Biden worked with segregationist senators from the South. How in the hell can you work for him? And how in the hell can you be a Democrat? But I want to tell you folks a little bit of a different story. A little bit of a different story. My people. My people. Not even a hundred years ago. Not even a hundred years ago. Half of them were exterminated. Not even a hundred years ago. Exterminated. In the most horrific way. Then you know who saved us? The Americans. Red-blooded Americans. The vast majority of whom were not Jewish. Other countries too, but America led the way. America did. Those are red-blooded Americans that were sent to all corners of the world to protect people of color, to protect people of different faiths. We are a great people, all of us. We are a great people. She's now the ambassador to the United Nations. People come to America to be free. What Linda Thomas Greenfield cannot explain, what Black Lives Matter cannot explain, what Antifa cannot explain, and they don't care, that's why people come to a country like this risk their lives and why if we allowed them a billion people would come into this country from all over the world why why is that Linda Thomas Greenfield why is that Al Sharpton why is that Joe Biden why would they come here why do they leave these countries in Central and South America Why do they leave these countries in the Middle East? Why do they leave these countries in Africa? Why do they leave these countries in the Pacific, the Asian Pacific? Why do they do that? Given our history, why do they do that? Because the modern world painted by Linda Thomas Greenfield does not exist. We do not bust people for segregated reasons anymore. The Klan is the enemy. And has been for a long time. The countries that she just spoke to. Slavery still exists. Mass executions still take place. Sterilization, torture goes on every day untold numbers of human beings. She doesn't criticize them. Instead, she goes before them and denounces America and denounces her own country. I'd remind Linda Thomas-Greenfield that it was the Democrats who filibustered the 1964 Civil Rights Act. That it was the Democrats who invented Jim Crow to prevent the institution of the 1965 Civil Rights Act, which is, by another name, the Voting Rights Act. It is Joe Biden, the Democrat, who worked with the segregationist Democrats from Mississippi and Alabama and other states, who spoke out against integration. And yet she's a Democrat, and she works for Joe Biden. That's not the Republican Party's history. That's not Donald Trump's history. That's not my history. That's the history of her party and her president. And then she dares, dares to demean and degrade her own country on the world stage, not just National Action Network. And gives, in effect, justification for these countries to do what they do to their own people. Because, after all, America is not morally better. America is not better at all. This is a sick ideology. It is a sick ideology. I'll be right back. love And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Puretalkusa, simply smarter wireless. All right, America, it's here. According to the left wing site Intercept, House and Senate Democrats plan tomorrow to introduce a bill to add four justices to the United States Supreme Court. Congressional Democrats plan to unveil legislation expanding the size of the Supreme Court tomorrow. According to three congressional sources familiar with the closely held measure, reports the left wing Intercept. The bill would add four seats to the high court, bringing the total to 13 from the current nine. The bill is led by House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, Subcommittee Chair Hank Johnson, and Freshman Representative Mondaire Jones. The Senate bill is being championed by Ed Markey of Massachusetts. The one-man wrecking ball and his fellow wrecking balls are at it. You know, I want the justices on the Supreme Court to understand something. You participated in your own demise. We will continue to fight this. I will, behind this microphone, not because I like all of these justices. I despise some of them, quite frankly. But because in the end, I'm a constitutionalist. And in the end, the Democrat Party hates our Constitution. They always have. They always will. 30 days in, 100 days in, look how they're exercising their power with a 50-50 Senate. And today, effectively, a six-vote lead in the House. Look how they're conducting themselves. The Supreme Court refused to take up two extremely important cases out of Pennsylvania, having nothing to do with Dominion voting machines, having nothing to do with fraud. And everything to do with the federal constitution. Three justices wanted to take them up. The other six said no. Including Coney. Roberts, of course. And Kavanaugh. And you fought for all of them. And look what they've done. Two cases. Two cases that were... Right in the zone of what the Supreme Court is supposed to do to uphold the voting system under Article 2, Clause 1, Section 2. When the Democrat Party, when the Democrat Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, the Democrat Governor, the Democrat Secretary of State, at the last moment, change the election rules. That is unconstitutional. Only the state legislature has that authority. Sam Alito, twice tried to get that case in front of his colleagues. They wouldn't do it. There was a second case that came out of Pennsylvania, also involving the federal constitution. The state government in Pennsylvania amended their constitution without amending their constitution. It's one of the oldest constitutions in the nation, the second oldest in the nation. There's a way to amend the Constitution to allow for the voting changes that the government there wanted, and they chose not to follow it. And so they tainted. They tainted Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2. They violated their own Constitution. And tainted the way electors were chosen in Pennsylvania. Two crucially important federal constitutional cases. There wasn't any evidence needed. We didn't need to collect ballots. They were straight-up cases. In the second case, we actually had an appellate judge who issued a preliminary injunction to prevent the count to go on unless this issue was resolved. And she issued that injunction saying the petitioners had a very strong argument. The case was immediately grabbed from her before she could even have a hearing by the rogue justices on the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. A five-to-two court. Elected court. And they shut it down as fast as they could. The appeal was made to the U.S. Supreme Court. They wouldn't hear it. The appeal was made to the U.S. Supreme Court on what the state did. The Democrat officials to the federal constitution. They wouldn't take it. And now they're the target. We get these lectures from Biden in the media, lectures from the left, lectures from these fools about the Constitution. We heard over and over again how Donald Trump was a dictator. Donald Trump wouldn't follow the Constitution. When he followed it to the letter, he followed it to the T. And what do these people want to do? Destroy the independence of the judiciary. That's why the Supreme Court is scared to death. That's why the justices won't act. And remember Schumer, a year and a half ago, threatening two Supreme Court justices. They are tyrannical bastards.
1: Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, my friends. I am Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So the move is on to pack the Supreme Court. And they've just gotten started, the Democrats. We're being ruled by people who come out of the most left-wing boroughs of New York City who come out of San Francisco, who come out of these places and want to rule over the rest of us. When a country reaches a point, against our will, by the way, where the traditions and the institutions and the systems are up for grabs, that there's no respect for what's come before, That there's no acknowledgement that there are other points of view or other political parties that sometimes they might win and prevail and sometimes you might win and prevail. We have a form of tyranny. Tyranny. Now I've told you many times and I've said on my other platforms that there are different forms of tyranny. You can have tyranny where people are riding, and you can have tyranny where people wear suits and ties and pretty dresses and get nice haircuts and hairdos and show up every day in the U.S. Congress and vote to destroy our country and vote to destroy our liberty. The Constitution is not set up for this, that a single election can result in the alteration of our constitutional construct. I keep talking about separation of powers and how they keep attacking it. Separation of powers goes to the heart of our constitutional system. We talked about that the other day. The heart of our constitutional system. And so, if our constitutional system is attacked From within. It's tyranny. And that's what the Democrat Party is. This is an extremely dangerous time. For uh, people who love this country. Extremely dangerous time. And the force that we're facing. It's not a normal force. It's not another cycle of liberalism and non-liberalism. No, no, no. This is different. This is very different. You even had Justice Breyer, the oldest justice. He had a number of jobs, including formerly working on the Judiciary Committee as Ted Kennedy's guy. But he was an appellate judge in other positions who warned about court packing, and they demanded his resignation. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who they treat like a demigod, she warned about packing the court. These American corporations, these executives, and these board members who are quick to join the Democrat Party, quick to join the mob, where are they going to be today? What are they going to say now? This is part and parcel of what I've talked about at the beginning of this program. What has happened to former officer Potter is not a demonstration of how our justice system is supposed to work. She's been thrown to the mob. She's been thrown to the mob. The statute they cite... The Minnesota statute on manslaughter in the second degree doesn't even fit what took place. I'm the only one who's read it. It doesn't even describe what took place. It's inapplicable. But they're going to try to apply it because she's chum for the sharks in the media and the streets, Antifa, Black Lives Matter... You name it. You name it. All the turmoil you see, the left loves it. The Marxist left loves it. It's not by accident Barack Obama was uh, befriended domestic terrorists early in his life and his career. It's not by accident. Oddly enough, it's not by accident that Joe Biden embraced segregationists early in his career. They like tumult. They like to be the center of attention. What they don't like is this country. If you listen to their words and you read their tweets, they don't like this country, which means they don't like you, because you are this country. Now the Supreme Court's under attack. And I will address this further tomorrow as well. Because uh, I don't think this is just like adding a few more seats to the Supreme Court like FDR tried or was done 150 years ago or so. We've never added seats to the Supreme Court so a single political party could control our judicial system. We've never done that. We've added seats to the Supreme Court for a variety of reasons, but never that reason. Again, FDR tried it and in his own party, stopped them. His own vice president worked behind his back to stop him. We don't have any people in the Democrat Party with that kind of integrity anymore. There should be statements issued immediately by Manchin, by what's-her-name from Arizona, Cinema, even my state of Virginia. Tim Kaine and Mark Warner pretend they're moderates. They've gone along with this agenda from beginning to end. You have Democrats from other states who pretend they're moderates. They've gone along with this agenda from beginning to end. It comes down to mansion. Are you kidding me? And in the House of Representatives, you have about 20 members of the House who go back to your districts and claim that they're moderates. They claim they're moderates, but they're not. They're revolutionaries. I should say counter-revolutionaries, actually. Because that's what they're about. They're thrown in with Pelosi. They represent Pelosi in San Francisco. They don't represent their districts. Everybody now represents the most radical elements of the state of Massachusetts. Not their own states. Manchin's from West Virginia. What the hell is he thinking? These senators shouldn't have to be lobbied. They should be objecting. Ed Markey of Massachusetts leading the way. Gerald Nadler of New York City leading the way. Unbelievable. They've done more than any person on January 6th on that Capitol building did or could have done to overthrow crucial institutions in this society including the way in which Congress is supposed to function and the way in which the president is supposed to function. I'll be right back.
2: Mark Lovin.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we, constitutional conservatives, care about. The Republican leader of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, how are you, sir?
5: I'm good. the Great one.
0: How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. I'm very concerned tonight, the breaking news. But it seems like every night there's breaking news. The, uh, the Democrats in the House and the Senate have uh, apparently come up with a bill, at least that's the report, to pack the Supreme Court with four additional justices. Have you ever seen anything like this, Kevin?
5: Ever? Never, never, not even Franklin Roosevelt. What he, what is this? Is all about Marcus control. It's about controlling me, you, your listeners. Every single one of these ideas that the Democrats bring up—a bad idea—but controlling our life from gun control, from opening up the borders, just letting anybody in. Now the idea is they want to take over the court system. They think they got the majority in the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Now they want the judicial. This is, they will cheat, they will do anything in the idea of power and control.
0: It's so true. I mean, they want allegiance to the Democrat Party, not the country. Let me ask you this. you got about 20 still of these phony moderates in the Democrat Party in the House. It seems to me that pressure needs to be put on them and made abundantly clear. You're finished if you even think about supporting something like this.
5: We've got to do more than just pressure, but there's good news today. Today we swore in Julia Letlow, a new Republican congresswoman. That means Nancy Pelosi today can only have two Democrats vote against her bills to still pass them. If three Democrat goes with Republicans, we stop it. So this is the time to put pressure, but actually, let's start defeating them. With the damage that they have done in such a short amount of time, we would never even think in our wildest dreams that they would be saying what they're saying today.
0: Now, I understand, and you're following this, there's some special elections coming up, and two out of three of them I read, the Democrats have a better shot or something. When do those seats come up?
5: Well, this is where Republicans were smarter. In Louisiana, there's two special elections. A Democrat, Democrats will probably hold that seat, and a Republican one. We won it in the primary because Julia was so good. The Democrats did not, so now we have an extra monk. Now, remember this. They wanted to flip a seat in Iowa, Iowa mm-hmm. 2, against mm-hmm. Marion Miller Meeks, who won the seat. We just beat them at that, too, because they heard the pressure of people out there talking about how bad this was. And we got a number of Dems who said, no, they won't go along with this. And then the Democrat who, when she said she wouldn't go to the court system, she wanted to go to Congress because that's where she wanted to get her outcome. And Nancy Pelosi had a whole schedule to do it. She dismissed the case. She couldn't go forward.
0: You think you can be successful that way on this Supreme Court business? Because this is really, really important.
5: I will tell you, no matter what is up before us, this has got to be the most important Because remember, it's taking over an entire branch of government, the judicial system, and it's packing them. It goes against everything we believe as Americans, everything we believe in our Constitution, the idea of fairness. It goes against what Joe Biden, back in the day when he was senator, would say ever to do. But they only want to do it for power and to continue to have control. They know they're going to lose the House. That's why they're going so far to try to keep... The judicial and take it back over remember how well we did under president trump on appointing constitutional judges and we did it the fair the right and the honest way
0: they really are uh, sprinting to the finish line everywhere they can and everywhere they can aren't they trying to impose and they think enshrine as much as they can before this next election
5: I think that's why they're acting the way they are. They know they're going to lose based upon the policies themselves. Look what they have done to the border. Unbelievable. What is happening? When I first toured down there more than a month ago, I picked up that we were picking up people who were terrorists, not from Central America, but from Yemen. When I went and announced that, the Democratic colleagues called me a liar. Not only was it truthful, now two more have been captured coming across, and they weren't together. The real question is, how did they get here, why are they coming here, and who are they meeting with, and what do they have planned?
0: Mm -hmm. The other thing is, uh, you have individuals that work for this administration that, I have to say, really hate this country. I mean, they've said the most vile, awful things about this country. You have an ambassador to the United Nations, because he threw back in with this phony human rights uh, council over there at the UN. She's attacking our own country in front of these people. Uh, you have somebody who's up now for the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice who said some of the most heinous things. I mean, racist things. You're putting people at the Environmental Protection Agency who, who, uh, who've spent their life trying to destroy our economic system. What the hell's wrong with this guy, Biden?
5: it's almost a prerequisite to be nominated. You have to be the ultimate extreme. You know, Obama warned us about Joe Biden. He did say during the campaign that he was no different than Bernie Sanders. Now, I even think he's more socialist than Bernie Sanders. If you look at what he's fighting in these policies and who he's appointing is so important. And how can look, I understand a Democrat wins the office. But the people you're going to appoint should have to at least love the country and believe in it. The hating of the country, the, the disbelief of the exceptionalism of America, that shouldn't be going across borders. But why would you nominate people like this?
0: Uh-huh. I asked you this before. I'm just curious. Uh, has Nancy Pelosi met with you yet this year?
5: We meet and have happy talk, but no, we've never met on a bill. Um, the president has never talked to me, even though he claims to be by... All right, hold on now. The
0: president has never picked up the phone and called you?
5: Nope. And I have sent him a couple letters to meet with him around the border crisis. Won't even acknowledge it, nor set a meeting, nor talk to me.
0: That is amazing. And then he goes out there and lies about unity, and I'll work with the Republicans and everything. You're the leader of the Republicans in the House. And he hasn't even talked to you or even acknowledged your existence.
5: Do you know when President Trump was sworn in, within the first few days, he had the leadership of both parties and both houses down to the White House together to start working together?
0: This just shows you, you know, what they intend to do here. It's unbelievable.
5: It's, uh... Because they don't want to work with us. They don't want to play by the rules. They... They want to go against the foundation of the nation, and they want to turn it on its end.
0: And they reject representation from half the country. They don't want the participation of the, represent- of the representatives from half the country. And you've got to think about it. Every district has about
5: 750,000 people. Those are their voices. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. You have a right to have a voice, and he wants to ignore it.
0: This is really uh, quite shocking to me, just to watch the complete breakdown. To have a political party that is uh, breaching all the firewalls in the constitutional system. You have a budget system that they're breaching. Obviously, they put the arm on the parliamentarian in the Senate. Now you can have four votes. What is it, every month they're going to spend another $2 trillion dollars or something like that?
5: They have spent more money in a short amount of time than we spent Winning World War Two in modern day.
0: Mm, mm, mm.
5: Unbelievable. Right.
0: Well, listen, more the reason we must take the house in two years, and uh, we'll have you back many times because I'm sworn to stopping this.
5: I'm with you 100%. I know your listeners are because we know this country is exceptional, and we know the next century will be ours. We should have to have those battles in other parts of the world. But right now, we have to defend this Constitution in this nation. And trying to pack the court is the number one fight we should all join together
0: with. Amen. Leader McCarthy, thank you, sir. And we look forward to having you back. Thank you, Bart. God bless. Man, oh, Manischewitz, this is a battle.
3: I'll be right back.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending disasters like medicare for all and the expanding reach of the federal government and beyond advocacy joining amac gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts including special member-only rates on car insurance travel discounts cell phone plans and a hell of a lot more and if that's not enough you'll get amac's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us we conservatives as I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at AMAC.us. That's A M A C.us. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50 plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. AMAC.us.
1: The only show with a warning label, The Liberals. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877
0: uh, Quite a brilliant piece by Daniel Horowitz, always, I guess, at uh, Blaze Media. In which he points out, look, he says, if you're going to keep letting violent criminals go, then they're going to have confrontations with police. And the confrontation level is going to be heated and the number of confrontations between the police and the criminal element are going to increase. If you don't put them in prison and keep them in prison, that's what happens. And he's exactly right. So the, the, the left is creating these scenarios here. Right should have been in prison. But he wasn't. And I don't know how Joe Biden thinks we're going to get Guns off the street that aren't registered. When you have here a criminal. right, was and is a criminal. Of course what happened is horrific. I'm not talking about that. He was and is a criminal. He, uh, a brutal robbery attempt. He tried to choke the woman twice. He put a gun at her head. Are the media going to even report this? Well, that's no excuse for it. Nobody's talking about that. But you endanger the lives of police officers, many of whom are murdered doing their jobs. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend otherwise either. You know, Mr. and I've changed my mind. I'm going to do some more audio with Project Veritas here. Let me pull this up here. Hold on one second, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here I am. I'm here. Hello, hello. Now, the great Project Veritas, James O'Keefe was here last night kicking this off. We're going to go back to Charlie Chester. The Chester man, CNN technical director who was spilling the beans. And uh, he said we had gangbuster ratings with COVID. We were rooting for the death toll. Now, how many times did I say right here, right here? That these graphics that they're using are misleading. They are statistically misleading. The definitions they're using are ambiguous that the CDC's putting out. That what they're doing is propaganda. If you want to do the graphs, do them correctly. And I was attacked by the slugs at Media Matters, by the punks at Mediaite, and the rest of the reprobates. Here he is, Charlie Chester, CNN technical director. Cut, 10, go.
6: It's fear. Like fear really drives numbers. It really does. Right? The happiest days in news, you know, people, I would imagine, turn it off. Well, you know what? That
0: audio is not great. So I'm going to read to you what it says. But that, this is the audio, and I'm going to read it too. It's fear. Like fear really drives numbers, TV ratings. It does, you know. The happiest days in news, people, I would imagine, turn it off. They don't stay glued to them unless there's something that uniting them like a moon landing or something like that. Fear is the thing that keeps you tuned in, I would imagine. What's the scariest thing next? You know, sad news doesn't do well with ratings. You know, like uh, if you can get someone in passion that does really well with ratings, sad news back to back to back doesn't really do well unless it affects them directly. COVID gangbusters with ratings, right? Which is why we constantly have the death toll on the side. How many times did I say this? Which I have a major problem with, how we're telling how many people die every day, because I've even looked at it and be like, look at it and be like, let's make it higher. What? Like, why isn't it high enough today? Like, it would make our point better if it was higher. And I'm like, what am I effing rallying for? I'm rallying for a higher number. That's a problem that we're doing that, you know? Then this person says, well, I mean, it helps with ratings. Charlie Chester, of course, yeah, but yeah, at what expense? Damning his own network, and they deserve to be damned. They are grotesque. All right, I'm told this sounds a little better. Back to CNN Technical Director Charlie Chester. Cut 11, go. I have a job. Head of the network, that would be Jeff Motherzucker. Go ahead.
6: My director tells me take it down, and I take it down, and then we get a phone call. Like the bat, the bat phone, like rings in the back, literally a red phone, like this special red phone ring. Yeah. And they pick it up, and the producer picks it up, and mount, mount, mount. Every so often they put it on speakers. And it's like the head of the network being like there's nothing that you're doing right now that makes me want to stick. Put the numbers back up because that's the most enticing thing that we have. So put it back up. So like things like that are constantly talked about.
5: It's almost like the
4: Jeff call.
0: Alright, so it goes on. A graphics producer for CNN, Rochelle Hoffman, it's most likely a Jeff Zucker call. Jeff Zucker, head of our CNN, he makes the calls on what we, inaudible. Is that the head of the network with the red bat phone? Pretty much, oh yeah. Zucker calling the shots. Come on, death cells, fear cells, get that chart back up there. Come on, come on, get the numbers up, get the numbers up. This is sick. Now, cut 12, Charlie Chester, some more. Go. Why, why don't you guys at CNN
6: show the recovery rates on the death tolls, at least? The
0: recovery rates.
6: Oh, um, who's had it and then? Recovered. Recovered. Um, because that's not scary. That's, I, I, I would imagine that's why they don't do it. Yeah. That's what I If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. If it bleeds, it leads? Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. I think um, no no one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious based on like the amount of stories that we do. like The fact that we have a segment called The Good Stuff, which is a feel-good thing but it's dedicated moment at the end to, like, almost, like, be the ice cream to alleviate, you know, like, everything that you've been through, like, you know, like, something sweet to end it with. Um, because everything else is, like, duperable. Um, I mean, it's, it's human nature. I mean, like, I find myself watching more news when there's something looming and scary.
0: It's one of the reasons the media love these riots. They love them. It gets the ratings up. It's one of the reasons too many in our society and culture are invested in these riots. On the left especially. Cut 13, go. There's
6: no such thing as um, unbiased news. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many agendas. There's too many people that have jobs that need to feed their families for it to be unbiased. You can't. It's impossible. The, 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 the most unbiased news, is grassroots out of people's basement for the podcast. That's the most unbiased we probably get. You know, um, and unfortunately, the trend is, is that when they could actually start making money off of it, you start to. Inherently destroy the thing that you love, you know, by, like, moving up. Do you think CNN's done that? Yeah. I don't think CNN's any different than Fox. I think it's on the different side of of it, but I don't, I think they come off as very altruistic. But um, I think we bury the lead a lot.
0: Yeah. In other words, it's all a farce. It's all corrupt. And CNN may well be at the head of the pack, although they're really all at the head of the pack, aren't they? It's everything I said in Unfreedom of the Press. Everything I said in Unfreedom of the Press. And now you have an audio version. Thanks to the great James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. We'll be right back.
2: Lovin.
0: I see bumbling Boozer Boehner out there trying to settle scores. Such a stupid man. At a time in our history like this, he just is a joke. Always has been. Speaking of idiots, Walmart, Foot Locker, among others, they donated $300 million to quote-unquote racial justice causes. June of 2020, CEO Richard Johnson of Footlocker penned a letter committing the company to $200 million over the next five years to fight racial injustice. Walmart and Foot Locker were burned to the ground the other night. I guess the looters didn't know. Corporate critics of Georgia election law incorporated in Delaware, which has strict voting rules. Stupid bastards. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Another great piece out there, this time in National Review by Dan McLaughlin. I don't have time, but I encourage you to read it. The party in power is directing a corporate conspiracy against its political opposition. He nails it. The president and his party's lawyer, Mark Elias, maybe we'll have uh, Dan McLaughlin on tomorrow. Why don't you see if he's available, Mr. Producer? urging multiple major corporations to combine to restrain trade for the purpose of making it harder for its political opposition, that would be us, to win elections, and using lies. So, in other words, they're using America's corporations to threaten the Republican Party, to threaten conservatives, you and me, to try and influence the politics and to try and make it certain that the Democrat Party will be in power for 100 years. What do they get out of it? All right, you can kill it now. What do they get out of it? Influence. Power. And I would argue, endless uh, virtue signaling. You see, they're doing business with a mass murdering regime in communist China. Some of them are trying to get in there. Some of them are there. Some of them are trying to expand. And so all they have to say is, hey, look, we went after the Republican legislature in Georgia. Oh, wow, you're with us. You're great. That's what LeBron James does. Leave the communist Chinese alone. You like your sneakers? Then be quiet. Now attack Republicans all you want. Paint them any way you want. But leave the genocidal, mass-murdering Marxist regime in Beijing alone. Because I get rich off them. But you see, that's immoral. No, 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 no. No, that's not immoral. I'm virtue signaling. And everybody slobbers all over me we cover it all I told you we could use five hours on this program but I don't get five hours on this program maybe I'll take over the next one All right, let's go let's go to Jill Richmond Virginia Jill is gone let's go to Carl Augusta Georgia WGAC how are you sir hey Mark man love you
1: brother thank you hey um, I just want to make it quick I know I gotta go quick um uh, I agree that the lady, uh, the cop, she made a mistake. It was a simple mistake. It wasn't her fault. Well, it was her. Well, fault, it wasn't simple, and
0: me. it was her fault, but it was an accident.
1: Yeah, it was an accident, and 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 this is why you don't fight the cops. I don't know why people don't say that, and I'm so sick of this uh, Black Lives Matter and all of these people with this nonsense of uh, you can just do whatever you want to to a cop because he's there to protect and serve. So I can slap him, spit on him, whatever, and he shouldn't do anything. It's Mm -hmm. just ridiculous. And um, I wanted to say, man, if you could do a show, and and I'm just advising, could you do a show showing how many white people get shot by cops?
0: No, I'm not going to. I appreciate your call, sir. I'm, I'm not playing the game of the left. And you can find that online, by the way, because those statistics are there, because people apparently think it's important to have them. But more whites get shot by cops than blacks or other minorities. A bigger percentage of blacks, I believe, get shot. But it's a minimal number. The vast majority of murders that happen in this country are, and I'll repeat it till the day I'm done young black men killing other young black men and when Joe Biden goes and speaks in front of Sharpton's group he doesn't even bring it up and you're talking about thousands I said thousands you won't hear about it on ESPN you won't hear about it from LeBron James and you won't hear about it from the Democrat Party you'll hear about it from me ladies and gentlemen we salute our armed forces police officers firefighters and emergency personnel I'll see you tomorrow God bless you